Hello, this is Joe Buca with another episode of Man Up, the podcast out men reject passivity and accept responsibility. Uh, you're going to hear some birds in the background and some uh, mood music. I'm uh, actually in Cancun, Mexico. We got here last night after uh, multiple flight delays and, and uh, finally with our daughter Betsy and her family. Uh, and uh, sweet Molly, the three and a half year old, had a long, hard day, but we had a good time finally getting here and and uh, so I'm down by the kiddie pool staking out some seats uh, for our family today. But uh, I'm continuing to read Gentle and Lowly by Dane Orland. Like, I can't recommend this book enough. I, I am just, it is just really captivating in terms of understanding the gospel and integrating the gospel. Um, and I just want to encourage you, uh, if you haven't ordered a copy of this book, to get it. It, it is just powerful. And today in chapter 9 is... Um, the title of the chapter is An, an Advocate, and um, uh, every one of these chapters has just been rich and full and taking kind of a passage uh, and then really looking at it. He, he quotes John Bunyan a lot and, and other Puritans, uh, just really deep, significant truths as it relates to understanding our, our, um, our relationship with our Savior. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks, months, I've just had some really challenging counseling um, men that lives are broken by um, sexual sin and just um, just some hard things just for me clients that have become I've become very close to and just to see the impact of one their their addiction but also um, just their despair that comes from living a life that is continually entangled with sin and deception with sexual sin and deception uh, and you know, and other things as well. But really struck me as I was reading this chapter. It's um, Orland quotes First um, John two one, which says we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous, and he draws a distinction between an intercessor and an advocate. And basically, you know what he you know what he suggests in this is um, um, that our advocate, you know, Christ is constantly intercessing for us and constantly. And, and even like in Romans talks, Romans 8 talks about the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, continuing to intercess for us. But here in advocacy, um, I'm going to read a little section on page 91, um, is that um, he says, um, our sins feel far more sinful after we have become believers than before. And I like, I get that. I, I remember when I became a Christian 45 years ago, that the things I was doing before I became a Christian, I felt kind of bad about. But after I trusted Christ, I actually became more miserable as a young Christian because I continued to live in my sin and continued to live the way I was living before. And my life couldn't have been more painful and guilt-ridden. And it really wasn't until I fully surrendered my life over to Christ and began to choose to walk with Him. And I would say, as I sinned moving forward and have sinned moving forward, just the conviction and the and just the understanding of hey this isn't the way God designed us to live and um, but he goes Ortland goes on to say and not and it's not only our felt perception of our sinfulness we do indeed continue to sin after becoming believers sometimes we sin big sins and that's what Christ advocacy is for it's God's way of encouraging us not to throw in the towel yes we fail Christ as his disciples but his advocacy on our behalf rises bigger than our sin. His advocacy speaks louder than our failures. And um, I, anyway, I just really, 
this really struck me, especially in the last, like I said, the last couple of weeks uh, of of my um, in counseling. Just you know, get, yeah, I've mentioned this. You certainly know this if you know me by now. That you know, I work with a lot of men. A lot of the men I see are struggling with sexual things, um, and it just really the weight of that. Sometimes I I can leave it at the office, or I can you know I can compartmentalize it, but sometimes it just just continues to remind me uh, for my own life like this isn't the way I want to live I don't want to live with the burden and the secrets that many of these guys struggle with Um, I want to end with a couple things I want to read the last paragraph of this chapter and it's on page 94 in gentle and lowly it says do not minimize your sin or excuse it away raise no defense simply take it to the one Jesus who is already at the right hand of the father advocating for you on the basis uh, of his own wounds let your own unrighteousness in all your darkness and despair drive you to Jesus the righteous in all of his brightness and sufficiency and I there was a little blank space at the end of this page and I just wrote kind of my simple prayer thank you Jesus that you're my advocate as uh, sin comes out of me and in my out of my life you are there to give me the hope of forgiveness and the power to confess and repent. Your advocacy, your advocacy covers me and my sin with your blood to cleanse me and to make me whole. Anyway, um, just want to challenge you to embrace and even go back to this passage in 1 John 2 and, and just set with it and to, and to take some time to thank Christ for his advocacy in your life, for the way he stands before the Father on your behalf and says, hey, this is my son. I've covered him with my blood. And Father, I want you to see him as you see me. And um, that's just a Joe Buca application. But, but just take some time to soak that in and take some time to find the freedom of that, that we don't need to hide our sin. We don't need to deceive ourselves or others and definitely not God. But we can be honest and vulnerable knowing that the blood of Christ truly does cover all of our sin.